Hey there, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge deck reveal and review. This time I'm going to be bringing you uh, a bad deck that I opened in Sealed and talking about uh, some ways to deal, you know, mitigate uh, what are challenging decks to play, how I did it in this case, and uh, I came out to a 2-2, even though this was a... Uh, I'll explain why as we go into it, but a pretty uh, seriously bad deck. So, uh, yeah, I'll go through the deck pretty quickly. So it's Logos, Shadows, Mars. It's Coda because my local store was running short on Worlds Collide and uh, pulled out some Coda to do Sealed with, which uh, we were all good and happy with. So it's called Hurli. Power Plant Doomsayer and it's Shadows Logos Mars. So, uh, what I typically want from Logos is a lot of speed getting through my deck and then hopefully some Amber generation. In Shadows, I want Amber control, maybe some board control. And in Mars, I'm looking for some powerful combos that can probably generate a lot of Amber and maintain board control and sometimes do some Amber control as well. So right off the bat in Logos we have two Amber Control cards, two copies of an Amber Control card, which is called Effervescent Principle. When you play it, each player loses their Amber rounding down the loss and gains a chain. This is a really powerful Amber Control card in Logos. So that's two of our Logos cards that are dedicated to Amber Control. It's hard to play because it's, it's a double-edged sword. It affects you and your opponent and then it gives you a chain. So you really have to play it at the right time for it to be beneficial, um, but it can be. Remote Access is an action with a bonus amber that says you use an opponent's artifact as if it were yours, okay. Spectral Tunneler is another amber pip. It's an artifact that can basically let us uh, draw a card when a creature reaps. Doc Bookton, 5 Power Human Scientist with Reap Draw a Card. Two copies here of Dr. Escoterra. That's a 4 Power Cyborg Scientist with Play, gain 1 amber for each forged key your opponent has. Good if we get it late game, that's two Amber Pips. Uh, bad if we get it early game. Two copies of Mother, that's that's pretty promising. Uh, that's extra card draw, that's potentially eight cards a turn that we're drawing. And it's a five power robot scientist. Uh, Mother has you know a good chance of staying on the board. Novu Archaeologist is a four power cyborg scientist that can action to archive a card from our discard pile. Um, that's pretty good. It's, you know, in that case, you're not reaping. If it was a reap ability, I would be happier, but um, it's okay. And then Research Smoke was a two-power mutant that, when it's destroyed, archives the top card of your deck. Titan Mechanic is a six-power cyborg scientist that makes keys cost one less for both players while it's on a flank. All right. So that's the Logos. Um, notice here we got Mother for extra draw, but really not much else. Doc Booked In and Spectral Tunneler maybe give you a couple, but really not a lot of extra draw here. Um, not, uh, hardly any archive. The only archive effect in Logos here is the Novu Archaeologist. Oh, and the Research Smoke will, will get a random one. So not, not a lot of, uh, intentional archive. Uh, so the deck's just not going to go as fast as we, we might want, and our Amber Control card here gives us a chain, so a little bit of a bummer there. Um... In Mars, we have Mating Season, which this is a rare, this is a weird one. It's, it gives you a bonus amber, and then you shuffle each Mars creature into its owner's deck, and each player gets an amber for each creature shuffled into their deck this way. There was a situation where I really wanted to play this card, but my opponent was uh, 
on two keys and four amber and had two Mars creatures out, so it just couldn't quite work. Um, Orbital Bombardment gives you an amber pip, and you reveal Mars cards from your hand, and for each one you deal two damage to a creature. You can spread that out. Uh, that's decent board control. Phosphorus Stars stuns each non-Mars creatures and gains you two chains. Um, that's more chains, but in the right circumstance it can be good. Squawker gives you a bonus amber, readies a Mars creature, or stuns a non-Mars creature. Crystal Hive is an artifact that actions to, say for the remainder of the turn, gain an amber each time a creature reaps. That can be quite good. Um, yeah, that can be really good. So, uh, if I had creatures out and got to use this, I was typically pretty happy. Um, the question was, would I have creatures out and able to use this? Incubation Chamber is an artifact with Omni that lets you reveal a Mars creature from your hand, and if you do archive it, that's a, that gives you some deck filtering ability um, on your non-Mars turn, so you put your Mars creatures in your archives. Sniffer is an artifact with a bonus amber. I'm not even going to read it. <laughs> um, it's, it never came into play. It never, uh, never mattered. Um, we have a Mind Warper that's a two-power elusive that lets us capture an opponent's amber onto one of their own creatures. We have a couple of Think Drones. That's a three-power Martian Scientist with Reap. You may archive a friendly creature or artifact from play. And we have two copies of Bolter, Ixla Bolter, which is a three-power Martian soldier with Fight Reap, deal two damage to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, purge it. So if you have you know these creatures out and you can trigger the Crystal Hive, you're reaping for a lot and you're plinking damage on things, that's pretty nice. Um, but that's a big if because these are all small creatures. Okay, on to Shadows. Oubliette purges a creature with power three or lower. That can be nice in the right circumstance. Poison Wave gives you bonus amber and deals two damage to each creature. That is real good. Um, this saved me from a lot of amber imps <laughs> last night. Um, it also hurts our own creatures quite a bit, which is annoying, but um, but ultimately it tends to be worth it. So uh, this is a really good card. I'm glad this is in here. Saved my butt. Seeker Needle is an artifact that actions to deal one damage to a creature. If this damage destroys that creature, gain an amber. We have two bad pennies, um, which, you know, if you can plink one with a secret needle, great. Um, but other than that, they're just not good in here, so they're discards. Bullet Eye is a two-power elf thief with elusive and reap destroy a flank creature. <coughs> really powerful if this can stay out. Yeah, made me happy if I could have this out. Two moon cursors, that's great. One power elf thief with skirmish and poison and fight steal one. Uh, yeah, if these can stay out, I'm very happy. Um, they don't stay out a ton because they're so tiny. So, you know, single twin bolt emission kills both of them. Uh, Sanctum deals with them pretty effectively because they can kill them without letting the poison trigger because of their armor. Uh, the poison wave kills them, and in this deck there's nothing, uh, to, there's nothing to protect them. Nothing with taunt, there's not a shadow self, so very, very rough. Uh, Dodger is a 5-power Elf Thief with Fight Seal 1. Silvertooth is a 2-power Elf Thief that enters play ready. That is okay. Umbra is a 2-power Elf Thief with Skirmish and Fight Steal 1. And then lastly we have Silent Dagger, which is an upgrade with a bonus amber. And it gives a creature Reap, deal 4 damage to a flank creature. Uh, there was a while I had that on the, uh, on the Bullet Eye, and it was really nice because I could choose which to resolve uh, in which order. 
and uh, you know like kill one thing with the with the four damage to a flank creature and then kill the next thing on the flank with the bullet eye ability so that can be kind of nice uh, looking through here there's not a lot of amber uh, one two three four five six seven eight uh, now if you count the silver tooth which you should then that's nine um, yeah that's nine so nine amber in here um, that's pretty low for coda if this were worlds collide I might not be so worried because I might have other abilities that mitigate that but when I when I went through it and saw that I thought oh this is gonna be a problem um, additionally my only amber control is effervescent principle I say that it's not quite true right I have four cards that steal on fight but they all well three of them are really tiny and in fact will die to my own poison wave uh, and Dodger just doesn't last very long so I did get some steals out of them uh, but not much and if an opponent was really working hard at killing them and prioritizing that they could um, I might get some bonuses out of Dr. Escotera, uh, but, and Squawker. Squawker is probably worth two amber, um, but it's going to be rough. So, okay, so how did I manage to eke out two wins? Oh, and by the way, just, um, this is a case, I don't always agree with Sass, but this is a case where Sass and I agreed. Um, at the end of the event, I finally scanned it in, and uh, it turned out Sass rates this currently at a 53. So, um, yeah, we, Sass and I agree on this one. So, uh, so what, what do you do here? Okay, well, one of the things I ended up doing is I ended up carefully timing turns where I could play Effervescent Principle. Uh, especially on my first time through the deck, I tended to have this when I needed it, uh, or when it was a good time, but I needed to time it carefully. So sometimes I'd wait on that Logos turn one or two turns, uh, playing other stuff. Sometimes I would play the Logos turn and hold this back, which I don't like to do. But in that way I was able to time these and have them actually cost my opponent more than me. Especially if, if I had just forged and they uh, and they were threatening to forge, then, then it was a really good time. Typically that was them threatening their second key while I had just finished my first but it gave me a chance to catch up a little bit. Um, if I could use the Spectral Tunneler with the Doc Buck booked in, I would get that extra draw. Uh, in one case, I was able to use Novu Archaeologist to tuck the Effervescent Principle back into my archive several times, which was very beneficial. In another game, I was able to use the Think Drone to both my Dr. Escoteras into my archives along with the Effervescent Principle. And that, uh, now I could have left the Escoteras on the board and reaped with them, but it ended up being equivalent because I could play the Effervescent Principle and then play the Dr. Escoteras. And uh, because my opponent already had one key, it was equivalent to if they had just stayed on the board and reaped. But with the benefit of me not having to worry about them being killed, and if my opponent had managed to get a second key with key charge or something, then when I finally did it, it would have been worth two amber instead of one, so it would have worked out.
Um, getting mother on the board helped. That that definitely expands the options a little bit. Uh, using orbital bombardment carefully, I didn't get a ton of value out of it because I, I think the most triggers I got out of one play of it was six damage. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, and especially with mothers, I thought I was going to do better than that, but that's what I ended up with. Uh, if you have the, I, I sort of had a, if you have it, use it mentality. So there was a turn where I had Crystal Hive, two, uh, one Think Drone and two Bolters out, and I didn't have any Mars cards in my hand, and I just said, okay, I gotta go Mars, and, you know, Reap for six, and Plink two damage. And, uh, and, you know, I think that was the right, that was the right choice. But you kind of have to have a mentality of just get the most you can out of things while they're on the board. And, uh, you know, Phosphor Stars is a good way to stall the opponent if you really have to. I'd prefer to just have straight-up board control where I'm owning the board and destroying things, but in this case I didn't. So Phosphor Stars was a nice way to just gum up the works a bit. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... So that's it. I think on the games I won, I, I played Effervescent Principle two, three, maybe even four times. Uh, there was one opponent who I think thought I had better cards in Shadows than I did, because it was sealed, and held back a little bit on their uh, on their last turn, where they could have just reaped to six, but instead they, they went for establishing game state, which I totally get. Um, they, they got stuff on the board. Um, and only went to five, and I was able to, to just win at that point by going high enough that they couldn't stop me. Uh, but if they'd gone to six, I was toast. Um, so all the games were close. Now, thankfully, even, even the games where I lost were close, and, and the opponents agreed they were close. So I was able to pilot this in a way that, um, that kept things close. But it was really by focusing on, okay, I need to use effervescent principle as many times as possible at the right times. Uh, I need to use what abilities I have to control the board, and uh, anytime I have an advantage, I have to really use it, uh, and just getting as much as I could out of it. So, anyway, hopefully that's helpful to you. That is uh, Herli Power Plant Doomsayer, uh, a very bad deck that I opened and sealed, and uh, I hope you enjoyed and that you will get out there and forge some keys.